everybody. Welcome back or welcome to the show. Welcome to John of Your Life podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Doug Jones, one of the founders here of Midway Avenue Productions. With me, as always, is my two great co-hosts. First off, the one, the only, writer, producer, director, co-host, Nick Johnson. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Glad to be here. Feeling blessed. Living life to the fullest. Man, I love hearing that. Mm-mm-mm. Preach, my friend. Preach it. Uh, <laughs> as always with us, my other esteemed co-host, writer, producer, co-host, other co-founder, Midway Avenue Productions, along with Nick, Mr. Joel Kindlin. How are you today, sir? Um, I'm good. A little tired, but I'm good. Uh, glad to be back from our tiny hiatus. Uh, we were supposed to shoot a show, but you were sick, which is understandable, you know what I mean? So it's like, so we missed a week, but now we're back, you know, uh, and, you know, we're doing this thing. We've got quite a bit to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the yeah. movies that's mainly you and Nick got to talk about, I haven't seen it because, you know, busy. But, you know, yeah, we got we got a good show this week. Right. Good, show this week. good show this week. Yeah, my apologies for last <clears throat> last week. I got some kind of weird sickness randomly. I was at the, screen, I was at the Creed 3 screening last week with Malone. Happy during the movie, I started coughing really badly and started sneezing. Mm. Everyone was looking. Everyone was looking at me, and Malone was like, "Bro, you good?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> I need to like leave real quick." And the guys in front of me were just kept turning back at me. Again, I was in an IMAX theater, and I was being oh. louder than the IMAX movie. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. As I was like, "Oh shit!" So I'm not the AZ. I'm not the AZ Mills IMAX, Nick. I'm like, you know, going to the back. I'm like sneezing and coughing. I'm like, "Oh," and they come back. And I was like, "You good, bro?" And I'm like. I don't think so. <laughs> Jeez. I was like, uh oh. And the next day, I woke up just feeling sick. I felt like, man, I lost my throat. I lost my voice. I was like, and sure enough, I was like, uh, no episode this week. I would have sounded mute. I sounded like, like talking like this, like, you know, like a gremlin or like Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. No, literally. I was just like, yeah, I no, this is a no go. But, we're back, everybody. We are back. The boys are back. Um, as always, follow uh, again. If you're liking the show, if you're a fan of the show, uh, please give us a nice subscribe and like us on you know Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora Podcast, where you can find us. Spread the word about us. You know, share us on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, MySpace. You know, it's bringing it back. Uh, you know, whatever whatever you use. Um, also follow us on social media. You know, you can find us at Midway Avenue Productions. Find the show there on TikTok and Instagram. I'm doing a lot more TikTok recently, trying to promote the show, promote the channel, stuff like that. So yeah, follow us on there. I'm posting kind of random reviews and kind of random like marathons I'm watching, stuff like that. And again, you can find all of us through the show on Instagram at Midway Avenue Productions. But like Joel said, yes, big, the big news we talk about is yes, Nick and I have now seen Creed three, the third Creed three, third movie in the franchise, but what number nine of the entire Rocky franchise? Correct, I think so. Number nine. Yeah. Six Rockies, three Creeds. That's right. That's right. Because it was Rocky Five and then it was Rocky Balboa. That's right. That's right. That's right. So this ninth movie in the franchise, this one directed by Michael B. Jordan, his first time directing, which I thought, honestly, good on him. You know, he knows his character pretty well. This was his kind of franchise. This is his lead directorial debut as a film as a filmmaker. So, Nick, I'm gonna go with you first. Actually, you know, I know you and I are both Michael B. Jordan fans, both Creed fans. What did you think of Creed Three overall? Well, 
I f- like when I first heard that he was going to be directing it, I was like, okay, I'm still going to watch it because it's Creed, but like, oh, first time director and he's acting in it. Uh, I don't know, yeah. but I got faith <laughs> in my boss. I was kind of like, okay. Um, but uh, I, I'm, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the release date. I'm like watching these little featurettes of him on YouTube and he's saying like, yeah, you know, we used uh, for all the fight scenes, we use like IMAX cameras mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, it hasn't been done. Uh, it hasn't been done before. And I'm like, okay, okay. Very, very interesting. He's piquing my interest like more and more and more. And then I'm watching the movie and I got to say it was, it was good. I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, and again, no spoilers. Um, I know, I know Whoa. one of us hasn't seen it yet, but, well, um, <laughs> But no, it was it was good. Uh, oh man, I'm trying I'm trying to think of what else I could say without spoiling it. I will say that the uh, the direction by Michael B. Jordan it's really good. Um, the writing overall is really good. The characters are all really good. Um, I think for me personally, though, I I would just add like an extra like twenty or thirty minutes just to kind of yeah. like flesh nice. some more things out just just a little bit. But it was solid. I liked it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, how would you rank it uh, for the the three Creed movies, in your opinion? Like, where would you, where would you place this one? This one, oof, that's a tough one. I think I, I would place this one at number two, but it's like <laughs> it's very very close to number one. Like all of all three movies are really really close to each other. Like none of them are bad in my opinion. It's just like, oh man, this one it was it was almost there. It was almost there. Maybe just tweak one or two things, but it was good though. Yeah, I think my, my favorite one is, is Creed 2, though. That's that's my favorite of the trilogy. Oh, Creed 2 is so good. Thank you. Thank you. That's one, that's good, one that, yeah. that, that Joel Hessing actually saw with him for, on my birthday. Um, yeah, thank you. I, I feel like Creed 2 goes kind of underappreciated sometimes. Like It's kind of like in mm-hmm. between like that, how, you know, how amazing the first Creed was and then, you know, mm-hmm. Creed 3. I feel like it kind of goes, you know, like unappreciated of like the direction, the cinematography, the kind of like, it was more, it was darker too. You know, the first one had like dark moments, but like Creed 2 took a dark turn at time. You're just like, oh, wow, this is definitely a darker approach to the franchise as well as yeah. darker storytelling within the Rocky movies as well as telling a story that's kind of personal to the Creed family and the Creed character of both Apollo and Adonis. So thank you. I love Creed too, man. I really do. Yeah, man. It was, it was good. Because also in my eyes, like that story, that's what it's all been like leading towards. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. also like, it feels like there's like a sense of finality to it. Like I'm happy that they made Creed 3 for sure. But if they wanted to just leave it at Creed 2, I think that would have been a good ending as well. Like that. that's kind of yeah. how, how Creed 2 went. You know what I mean? And also it was like, it was just kind of like you said. It was kind of dark. It was kind of like like heavy when you think about it, because it was a lot of it dealt with the sins of the father yes. falling down into the son. You know what I mean? Like because it was it was Apollo Creed had died, and then that's how that was uh, kind of the inciting incident for this uh, uh, for this trilogy. Because now it's Adonis Creed, and he's doing his thing, and then in part two, uh, Drago comes through with his son. So now it's like you know it's it's drago versus creed all over again like it's yeah, history gonna repeat itself or oh, i don't know da, 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 da. And, and so it's kind of like okay I, I, I like that a lot and um so there was something else there's something else it's escaping me right now though but, <laughs> but no think- yeah like it was that's the one that's <laughs> Creed 2 had a great trailer because I, I think I knew, I knew like again I, I knew that the, the reports like all oh, Drago's coming back but that first tra- the teaser trailer for Creed 2 did something so smart where like you see mm-hmm. Rocky you see Creed like but like you didn't, you didn't know who he was fighting and the trailer was so smart of like you know I gotta fight him well who's him like who's him and then Rocky's like he goes 
you know, your dad said the same thing to me, and he died in my hands. We're like, wait, wait, who is who? And then the very last shot you see is, you know, Drago's son, like, in the ring, and he turns around, and you see Drago on his back. I said, mm-hmm. that's brilliant trailer editing right there of saying, Bro. here you go, oh. Drago's back. You know what? Um, uh, I, I remember what I was going to say earlier. Like, it was uh, in, in Creed 2, when, when, when Adonis was initially telling, Apo- uh, not Apollo, but Rocky, like, yo, I think I'm going to try to fight Drago's son. And like, they were having their, like, they were having their little back and forth. And, and Rocky was like, like, like he's, he's too dangerous. You can't fight him. And uh, uh, Adonis just shouted out, like, I'm dangerous. I was, after I had seen that, uh, after I had seen Creed 2, I was rewatch. I was watching for the first time all of the Rocky movies. And in, in one of them, it was either the first one or the fourth one, Apollo Creed, had a, a line like very similar to that. They were like, yeah. "Bro, you can't fight this guy. He's too dangerous." He was, he's like, "I'm dangerous. I'll fuck. I'll beat his ass right now." It was like it's interesting that like they kind of had the same the same lines, and that just again goes with like the whole like parallel thing. And then yeah. like you said, like when Drago comes back up, it's like it's adding to this whole like, "Holy shit, is he gonna kill him? Is he about to kill Adonis Creed?" Dude, Oof. I, I remember seeing We're it. the chills just now. <laughs> I, I, I remember seeing it with Joel opening day, and when, when we see when we see Drago's son for the first time walk out, all I hear is Joel go, "God damn!" <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that dude was fucking big. He looked he was scary as hell, man. He's a real boxer, by the way. He is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember Joel was like, "Damn!" I was like, "That's not a man. That's a fucking machine." <laughs> <laughs> So he's like, this isn't a dude. You're a dude. This this is a man. That motherfucker was a building. Like, that motherfucker is so big that if the zombie apocalypse happened, he would be a tank from Left for Dead. Literally, dude. Like, he would have been a fucking tank. Left it, dude, it, it's I forget how big dudes can be, man. I'm like six one. I'm just a basic ass bitch. This is motherfuckers tall as fuck. Huge, bro. Just huge as fuck. No, That's for nasty. no reason. No reason. <laughs> Built, bro. Um. So yeah, I mean, with Curry three, I I liked it a lot too. I think it was again a very good, good. You know, props to Michael B. Jordan for you know directing his first time directing. You know, this was his you know movie. He wanted to come out come out as a filmmaker. Yeah, I thought you know, the IMAX scenes were awesome because again, it's the first sports movie. These IMAX cameras and that was again. I'm a big I mean, we're all big IMAX nerds. Like that was shot very very well. To like wow, that's, it was unique how we shot the, how we shot the how they shot the fight scene with you know anime influence was very cool too. But um, it it made me sad the 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 third one made me sad forced alone you know what i mean yeah, oh, that, yeah, was yeah, my, yeah. that was in my cons too where like again my for me for the pros were again i think the acting was i think was superb my, jonathan majors dude stole the fucking show he was a great antagonist he had so much depth he had so much like he had so much rage in him but like there's one scene again no spoiler there's one thing that happens where something kind of just kind of snaps in his head and i said oh shit that's gonna be he something changed in his direction as a character. Where I said, "Uh oh," and kind of now just like took the course for a new direction for this character. I said, "Oh my god!" And you see it in his eyes too. I'm like, "Wow!" Again, it's good acting on his behalf. Oh, wow, you saw something, you saw something just like just snap in his head. Like, "Uh oh!" 
and the acting was superb. I think Felicia Rashad did a good job. Tessa, uh, Tessa Thompson did a great job. Uh, the girl playing uh, the deaf daughter did a good job too. Um, I love the theme too of the movie of like brotherhood. Like it was brotherhood, but what if like brotherhood became like a rivalry? Like you know we're enemies now, which is I think happens a lot more in like you know competition. You know with like sports or whatever. You, you know kind of have this thing against like someone I used to, I, someone I love, someone I, like, I consider family, and now you're kind of going toe-to-toe with them. No matter what it is, it's kind of like, wow, like, we're, we went from brothers to, like, rivals, and you saw, like, wow, these two these two guys were good friends at one point, and now they just kind of hate each other. They're not each other, but, like, they're just angry at each other. They want to, like, destroy each other. You're just like, oh, shit, this stuff only, like, kind of shows, of, like, how quickly you can turn in a flash. Um, and you know what, too? That actually... Quick, quick, was- I, my bad. I, I just got like a quick question about that because, like, dealing with the whole theme of um, of brotherhood for this movie. Initially, when Jonathan Majors was was casted, I was I thought like, okay, what if he's like one of Apollo Creed's other uh, other kids, and it's, it's essentially you know it's it's literally brother versus brother. So like, I was like, when um yeah, when Jonathan Majors was cast, I was like, oh, that would be perfect. That'd be the perfect way to um to do a trilogy. And then yeah. they they dropped the trailer, and it was like. Oh, his name is Damon. Okay, he's like, but we was like brothers. I'm like, okay, why did y'all just do like Apollo Creed right. Jr. versus Adonis Creed? Right. Like, I feel like that would have been kind of interesting at least, but no, yeah. no, that's just me. I, I, definitely. Also, too, I'm glad they didn't do like, oh, it's Clubber Lang's son. That would be like, all right. All of their kids are fighting. That would have been too much for me. That would have been a bit too much for me. It would have been cheesy, but right. anyway, to, to my cons, I mean, with Joel brought a few minutes ago, yes. Okay, again, no spoilers whatsoever. But I feel like this move again, this drama again, also for you know, for our listeners, some context there is drama between the studio, the producers, and Stallone. There's no beef between Stallone and Michael B. Jordan, which is good, or Ryan Coogler and Stallone. Uh, original producer, um, Irvin Winkler, who you know owns the owns the majority of the rights to you know to the, to the movie to the franchise, has produced all the Rocky and Creed movies since the first one. He kind of just like has again, his, his ownership over the the rights and the property. You know, Creed Two. Well, I was in Creed Two. Creed Two could have ended the whole franchise almost, like you said, Nick. It could have been a nice send off to like both Rocky and Creed. Wow, good send off. It could have ended there. So okay, I kind of knew Rocky was going to be in this one because again, I thought okay, we could move on from it for sure, for sure. But to Joel's point, you do feel bad for Stallone because the behind the scenes stuff where studio. Excuse me, the studio and the produ- the main producer uh, kind of like did Stallone dirty, where like he Stallone yeah, wanted right. to have some kind of ownership to again. It, he made he made this he made the original franchise. You know, Creed Paul Creed is one of his characters, obviously. But you know, to, again, to his to his also to put those advocate, Googler brought something different to the franchise with Creed that was his own voice, but it was still Stallone's. You know, you know, sandbox or whatever. To Joel's point, yeah. The studio and the producer kind um, of kind of did him dirty, which okay, no, no spoilers at all again. But Nick, I think you can talk about this too. We can talk about this too. There's there's like barely a mention of Rocky in this movie. This is in the yeah, articles too. There's, there's like a couple, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's um, like so one or two. So. Uh... Uh, all right. Anyways, uh, Stallone during an interview said that he's never going to watch Creed three. Yeah, and the same interview he said like it's because again he he loves again, he loves Michael B Jordan he loves you know Coogler but he was saying he has beef with Irvin Winkler because Irvin Winkler kind of like not betrayed him but 
he he wouldn't give he, Stallone a, sh- a fair share to the rights of, the, of his own franchise. Yeah, and he and Stallone wanted you know the kids to be able to his kids to be able to like take control because like again Stallone made like Rocky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So yes, he made for Rocky. someone Rocky to take Rocky. to take ownership, like full on ownership of something you created, bro, I'd be pissed. Yeah, it's it's not pretty. It, that's kind of show business to a degree. Of it's it's not show friend and show business, obviously. But yeah, I, I think I think if yeah, Stallone still has a quote unquote producer credit to to Creed three. But at the same time, it's just kind of like it's more like, more like a formality thing. Oh, let's give him a producer because, yes, it's still the Rocky universe to a degree. And, yes, he has a producer credit, but, you know, producing, as a producer can be loose, you know, give me a loose term here and there. It had different meanings. But I do feel like, like there's once, again, there are some times where, like, you know, when, again, no spoilers, but, like, they're, they're in someone's house, they're in, you know, like, you know, someone's, like, kind of, like, gym. There ain't no pictures of Rocky. There's no like like f- pictures or frames of him whatsoever. It's like also there's one big scene again. Again, no spoilers. But Nick, there's that one big scene. Rocky should have been there. I feel like. Oh, yeah. One scene, right? <laughs> Quick cameo. Oh, you know what? That was um. This this also isn't a spoiler. You know what? No, no, I'm not gonna say it. It, it, would, it would be too close, but. <laughs> I'll text you later, Doug. Talk about it later after the show. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it for any of our listeners or even jo- including Joel. But it, there's one big scene that kind of bothered me. I was like, what? Why is he not there? And again, I'm not oh, saying. You know what? Because remember at the end, he, it might have been because he, he moved at the end of uh, Creed, 2. Creed 2, maybe. You know what I mean? Like maybe he just kind of like packed up and left. And left. Maybe I don't know. That's the only. That's the only reason I could think for him not being right. there. I just feel like, yeah. I know a lot of people were saying, "Oh, we want to see you know Creed not in Rocky's shadow," which can I, I get that hundred percent. I do. You want to see Creed be his own person, his own, you know, kind of like champion. I completely agree with that. But I feel like there should have been some kind of like picture or quick cam or quick cameo at least of Rocky. Just again, quick cameo, quick. Oh, you know. And there's one scene I'm talking about in general. You know what I'm talking about, Nick. It's just one scene I felt like he should have been there. But, again, that's besides the point. It's still, it didn't take away from the movie whatsoever. However, there a few things, too, I thought my cons with the movie were, was um, there are some things that, are, that, are, that, that, are, that happen in the movie are quickly kind of just like, all right, next scene, kind of forgotten. I'm like, I wish, to your point, exactly, I wish the movie took... 20 25 minutes to kind of marinate it, kind of like let us sit okay. a little bit longer. I'm like, I think it's a few again, a couple more minutes to just like breathe because I felt like rush, 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 fight, 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 a resolution. Which again, you it's a, it's a sports movie, you want to see the fights, you want to see the tension, you want to see the build up. I get that with get 100%. It's with your, I agree with you 100%, which I wish the movie took more time, twenty more minutes just to like sit with. Actions sit with the consequences, sit with like things that kind of happen because I think, as to us as fans and viewers, it could have helped us maybe enjoy the movie a bit more personally. But again, that's more of an editing thing. 
it's kind of yeah, not nitpicking, but more of an editing thing to like you know bring up. But I wish that we took a few more few more minutes just to, just to like have us sit with it. And and also one more thing before we before we move on, I do I do think there's one Nick talking about there's one kind of like relationship in the movie that is from a past movie where I was kind of like y'all would not be friends. <laughs> Oh, would not be oh, man, I, I'm forgetting <laughs> which one you're talking about. Yeah, to, to I won't spoil anything, but here, let me text it to you because I, I don't want to like ruin like the like and the the thing. But it's uh, there's there's one I was like, wait, wait, wait. If this happened, you would not, you would not be, you would you not. No, I think I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're talking about. I just feel like that. No, movie, yeah, I'll, I'll text you right away. I'll text you right away. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I'm trying like, hard not to spoil this for anybody, but there's a, there's a relationship in this movie. And I was like, y'all would not be friends. Given the context of what happened in this franchise, I was like, ain't no fucking way. I'm like, ain't no way this, this would happen. But I, again, to conclude my, my review of this movie, I liked it a lot. I would rank it personally. I love one and two equally so much. I really do. I think I would do it's, again. One and two are so top, neck to neck how close they are. I think I would still mm-hmm. do one, two, with three in that order. But I was very impressed with the direction from Michael B. Jordan, the IMAX scenes, the storytelling, the acting for sure. I just wish the editing was a bit better as well as like you said, Nick, one hundred percent. Which is, I wish the movie took a little bit more time to like for, for us to, to, to let, let it breathe and for us to kind of like consume like what happened because I think I think it would help the movie out in the long run of like. Having the extra runtime for us to like, yeah, consume it as viewers. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think I, I think I would give this one like a like a solid eight point five. Oh yeah, I was very yeah because it was it was solid, bro. Very very impressed. Yeah, very impressed. Michael B. Jordan. I get. I can't wait to see what he does next as a filmmaker. I feel like he's he's a good producer already. I'm very looking forward to his career as a filmmaker. Um, hundred percent. And actually, uh, before we change the topic, I, I kind of I feel obligated to say this as as the resident uh, Superman fan in the group. Okay, okay. Because um, for for a while now, I've been thinking like, oh, it would be kind of cool if uh, if Michael B. Jordan played Superman in the movie, you know. And then I heard he was directing Creed three, and I was um I was telling my roommate like, hey, bro, if Creed three turns out to be good, then I I say like for the new DCU, just cast Michael B. Jordan as Superman and have him direct it. And I gotta say, after seeing Creed three, I would, I would let him star, uh, star Superman and direct the the Superman movie to start off the DCU. I think that could be a fun idea. You know what's funny too? There was an interview last week. I'll send it to you. I'll send you guys after the show. There's an interview where the guy, this guy, brought up saying, "Hey, Superman," and Michael Jordan goes, "Yep." Mm-hmm. And they start talking. Bro, the publicist came in the room and goes, she goes, nope, nope, shut it down. Shut it down right now. Nope, nope, nope. Like, jeez. This it, 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 journalist. It would be cool to see him with the cape. It would be really cool to see him with the cape. Maybe, maybe not even, if he's not even like necessarily Clark Kent, it would be kind of cool to see him as uh, as Val Zai. That I think that would be dope. Yeah, bring, bring, I think he can bring his own take to the story, to the own, to the character. But I, this interview was so funny. Like he, this guy brought it up. Immediately, the, the publicist, the PR girl, was like, "Nope, nope, don't bring that up. Nope, nope, nope." Like she shut, Jeez. she shut that shit down so quick. I said, "Huh, interesting." interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, supposed to be on Michael B. Jordan, actually. But this, I want to ask you guys this question. So, it's confirmed now. No director attached yet. It's happening. 
I Am Legend 2 is happening with Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. That. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm already hearing Joel. Like, he's ready. He's ready to talk about this. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on it, Joe? Go ahead, Joe. Okay. Um, so. Uh, I Am Legend 2. <laughs> it is. I fucking hate. <laughs> sequels I fucking hate sequels especially ones that have been gone for so long like we are getting an et sequel like we fucking needed it all right i ain't Hollywood even seen the first one rant. yet dude you don't need to it's a good classic movie whatever it's not like you need CET. like no one fucking cares anyways i didn't want to <laughs> see a kid grow up but anyways it, it's pissing me off because everyone's getting so excited for movies they already know about that it's just like oh man this movie's coming back and it's like y'all are letting the nostalgia factor hit and letting these nostalgia movies come back with a fucking fierce passion when overall a majority of them are fucking overrated and suck dick because the movie the story they don't care they're cash grabs and no one fucking cares like like making the movies no one cares like it is it is it is headache inducing that that we're getting a fucking that we're getting this movie because it's just like, dude, like it's been years. Like now, this is just, and, and y'all don't have a director. Like, do they have writers? So they have because, like, right here, right now, because, like, what? Because if it is, we're gonna get Will Smith as director. No offense, I don't like Will Smith directing. I really don't. He 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 focuses on his fucking face so much. Like it's just Will Smith and dude. Like it's just like a it's like going to an art gallery with just Will Smith fucking plastered all over the fucking place. And I mean, like no offense, he's a great actor. He's a douchebag though. No offense. When it, like in in the factor, he's not like a douchebag personality. But he's self obsessed, obsessed, obsessed dishbag. That's what I meant. Like that's, he's very self. Like a lot of actors. He loves being on camera. Like this man can't even be in the background without even saying shit. Like he's not background character. I mean, like he, like a lot of other actors, let the the directors and everything take control and don't mind just being in the background or not being a scene. But Will Smith, he's like, I, I have to be on the camera. So right before, yeah. So actually, so right now they have Akiva Goldsman. Actually, is the writer. He wrote the first one. He wrote a lot of movies. He wrote a lot of like. He wrote a lot of uh, Star Trek stuff too. No, no, well, some Star Trek stuff. He wrote. He wrote. I Robot with him. And he, like a lot of movies. He wrote mm. an Oscar for A Beautiful Mind. He also wrote. First movies he wrote actually were Batman and Robin. I'm sorry, Batman, Batman and Robin, and Batman Forever, which two are not the two. Wait, he, he wrote. He, I'm sorry, he wrote a Beautiful Mind. That was him. That's him, dude. He wrote. The, yeah, Kimmy Goldman. Beautiful Mind. What was That's that crazy. That was that was the one with Russell Crowe. Where I think he had paranoid schizophrenia. 
Yes. Never saw it. It's really, it's really it was good, good, man. It was amazing. That, like, hey, when hey, Joel, like when you watch it, you're gonna be like, oh, that's what Nick was talking about. That's why Nick was so confused as to why Akiva <laughs> Goldsman wrote it. And this is the same guy that came off of, off of Batman and Robin. Robin. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. He some good movies. I mean, he had a good string. He had a beautiful mind, iRobot, Cinderella Man, Da Vinci Code, I Am Legend. Mm. And then he wrote some shit like Divergent 3, Fifth Wave, uh-uh. Rings reboot. Oh, the Fifth Wave. Garbage. So dumb. He also wrote Transformers 5, which probably the fucking boo-boo-ass, tra- the worst Transformers ever to exist. Um, also, the Dark Tower. Oh god, the Dark was atrocious, man. Oh, good acting. Dark Tower was very disappointing. He also created Titans, Nick. Believe it or not, he created Titans. I, I, I have seen his name in the credits, and um, I'm not. You know, it's it's it's, it's a solid show. I, I think um, once the DCU starts, though, it's going to be canceled. I think so. I think this is yeah. the last season, which I'm I'm a little bummed about. I it's really good. I, I, I I'm gonna not. watch it. I'm gonna watch it. And he also wrote two of the uh, three of the most recent Star Trek. Shows uh, Paramount Plus, so he's got he's got a range, uh, back, but I I think right. Well, first off, okay, he's right. We're the first one, and you know, I actually watched the first one again recently. I think it still holds up. I think it's still a very good apocalypse. I mean, we live in the age now where like oh seven was like kind of like before we're seeing on this kind of like zombie quote unquote zombie and like post apocalyptic movies. We see him a lot more now on television and movies and gaming, whatever. At the time, I remember. I remember. I was again. Yeah, we, we, we were all ten years old. I remember seeing that movie when I was ten years old with my cousins in New York. I said, "Oh fuck!" It, it, it scared me to agree because I was just like, "Oh, these are kind of scary ass monsters." I'm like, I remember I was being in New York watching this movie take place in New York, being like, "Shut the fuck down!" <laughs> and it was very eerie as a ten year old. I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like this is actually a real like. Uh, uh, so wait, you were ten when the movie came out. I was out? ten. So, what you were eleven? No, because I'm... How old are you right now? You're 20. Five. Five? You're 25. So, I would... I I, I would probably be turning 12. So, I was either 12 or I'm turning... I was turning 12. So, for me, it has been... 07. Was it? Yeah, so... That was... I think that was one of Will Smith's biggest openings for a long time. Like $80 million opening weekend, huge gross mess today. So it's been, for me, it's been 14 years uh, going on 15. Um, It's a good movie. I still watch it. But the fact that it's been this long... And we've all seen it, right? You guys saw yeah, it? Of course. I've seen it. Of course. All right. If you haven't seen it, spoiler, but it's been a big ass minute. Years. Your own fault. Um, <laughs> he has a cure at the end. I don't mm-hmm. see what the fucking struggle will be. What if they do like a 28 weeks later and the, the virus kind of like reemerges or evolves or something like that? So that's. Well, yeah, but that's the thing where it's like this virus has already won most of the population. You get what I'm saying? It's it's sort of like a World War Z type of thing. The zombie, you know what I mean? Right. And so, well, what I, what I heard was 
You've seen the there's an alternate take of I Am Legend where he lives. Oh yeah, yeah. He lives, mm-hmm. and the writer and the studio said we're gonna base the sequel off of that ending. You know, again, it's been 15 years, guys. So, no, sorry, sorry, not sorry, but 15 years. Again, spoiler, surprise. Um, you know, in the original ending, the theatrical ending, you, the, the zombies going crazy. Like they want, they want that, they want the body back of the girl that he was curing downstairs. You know, and the survivor girl and the little boy were like. And you know, Will Smith's like, I can save you, I can save you guys, I can save you guys. And zombies going like fucking like, ape, you know, ape shit. They're going berserk. And remember, he goes, all right. And then those two, the, you know, the the, the one surviving woman and the kid, you know, get escape. He blows the whole lab up, with, with, including himself with a grenade. The alternate take is the zombies kind of like see the girl being cured, and something kind of triggers in them, and the zombies don't hurt them. They walk out with the girl. And he so he he survives in the end. This is the ultimate take of the movie. He survives. So again, the writer well, and the studio said we're gonna, well, the sequel is going to be based off of that ending, not the not the theatrical ending. I feel like that's going to be weird yeah. to because not everybody is going to be aware of that right. alternate ending. So I feel like it's going to be like so he died, but they're just doing a sequel with the man. Like you know what I mean? Like they would have to end well, the movie, also, I guess, somehow explain that. Oh, this is the alternate version of it. I feel right. like. But uh, by the way, they they didn't care that she was being cured. Yeah, the the big zombie, the one that was basically in charge of the other alpha. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't even. Yeah, I wouldn't even call them zombies either. Uh, Infected, that's yeah. his mate. Basically, basically, you know, that's his mm-hmm. girlfriend from before they they changed or whatever. And he was like, I want her back. He didn't say that, but he was acting aggressive. So you know, Wilson's yeah, that energy saw that and gave him gave her back to him. But like, didn't he grab blood from her anyways in that ending? He did. Yes, you're right. When he had the cure, I think he did. Yeah, because so I, I think they were still the gonna cure. do the cure. So he has the cure already. It's been for some people. It's gonna be. 15 years you know what i mean like 15 16 years depending on how long this movie takes to come out where it's like what the fuck are y'all gonna be <laughs> writing where it's like yo they're still not cured niggas good luck like you know what i mean like world war z that shit was horrifying and they solved that in less than a year you know what I mean? <laughs> they all they basically gave everyone they're like herpes there you go world <laughs> saved you know what i mean like that, that was a little weird i was like wait 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 i, I must have, i must have missed something bro I like, yeah, I make everyone read. sick then no one's gonna be a zombie anymore i was like this this can't work because now they're just going to die something else. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, right. Nick, what do you think about this? Do you think this could be like, I don't know, a sequel that would really attract audiences? Or do think it's going to be you know, too late? This, movie, this movie's been made 15 years too late. What do you think? Um, uh, I feel like it feels kind of like a, um, a bit of a cash grab. Yeah. Like, I would watch it because I, I like Will Smith as an actor and I like Michael B. Jordan as an actor and I like the, the I Am Legend movie and, you know, the other older versions of the movies and I like the story overall. So I would see it for that. I think a lot of people would see it just because of who's in it. You know what I mean? So I feel like that'll draw some people in. Um, I feel like they don't need to make the movie, though. You know what I mean? Like, it feels kind of like... It feels unnecessary. Yeah. Yes. 
Like, because, like, like Joel was saying, like, I mean, like, like, like Joel was saying, excuse me, like, bro, they, they cured it already. There, there is no story. If the whole story was them trying to find the cure, then they found the cure. They must have, right? It's been almost like 20 years. So what else, what else is there to tell? And it makes me wonder, who would Michael B. Jordan even be playing? Would it be like, is he the new action star of this movie because Will Smith is too old to do it and there's some more zombies yeah. or they haven't cured them all yet and I don't, maybe he's like a soldier or something like that. And I, I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's going to be... I'm about to say, I would watch it. I think... I, here's, here's what I... I just now in my head right now. I think it's going to be... The movie's going to open up with that alternate ending that people didn't see. So again, to Joel's point, your, your point too, no one has seen that end in. The average going film... Film audience, film fan, probably not seen that ending or no, but knows about that ending whatsoever. I think they're gonna, op- they're gonna open the movie sequel if it's, again, again, this is if the movie happens actually. Open the, open the movie with the alternate ending, and then they're gonna be like, okay, cool, Da-da-da-da. bam. I think it's gonna start off kind of like example, like start off with Will Smith first, and then cut to how many years later, and maybe his son is Michael B. Jordan. And it's kind of like hmm. maybe you know you know time jump 20, 20, 30 years later, and we're gonna see like Smith has either you know passed on or he's an old man, and Michael B. Jordan now is his son or whatever or family. I think it's gonna be kind of time jump, and then he's gonna be the son or some kind of like relative. Or again, or you know what? It could be you know what? someone is completely different, a new character unrelated to Will Smith whatsoever, but. You bring Will Smith back. I, I just assume he's gonna like he's gonna Jordan's gonna play either a son or relative or something connected to him whatsoever. But again, it's a big what if. if this movie happens. And also, knowing Warner Brothers recently, they've been kind of like flip flopping with like releases not not being made and being made canceling. So it wouldn't surprise me. They're like, you know what? Just kidding. Rap rapping this movie whatsoever. But from what I've heard. Everyone seems to be on board. And the other day, Michael Jordan's an interview on the radio. He's like, yeah, we're doing it, man. I'm so hyped. I love that movie so much. We're going for it. So I'm like, it seems to have momentum going forward for this movie to be like in, de- in development or active development. But again, to Joel's point too, and you, you, you too, Nick, it's like it has been 15 years. It could be going on longer than we can make next year or year after or years from, or years later. There will, be a, there will be a time period that has passed now since the first one. And it might be like, hey, will people even care if the movie comes out or not? Or will people even go see the movie? But I feel like the Will Smith's defense, it is a very good, it is a very good you know, part, move on his behalf to do a movie. Again, we're still a year, it's been a year since the slap. He's still kind of paying the price for it, obviously. So kind of like, you know, it is what it's happened. It is what it is. We can't move on from it yet. I think it's smart to do projects that have a fan base. He's doing Bad Boys 4 with Martin. Smart move. You're you're doing things that okay. You know what? People might still be mad at you, or people are like, oh, I'm still kind of mad at you. Whatever. Uh, it, it is what it is. People should move on. It, it, it happened a year ago. It is what it is. What it is. It's, I think he's going to be. I think he's smart enough to do. His some of his memorable IPs and movies to kind of like quote unquote like bring his audience back, bring his fan base back. I I, I mean that's how I see it personally. But I could be just, you know, reaching. I could be reaching right now. But we'll see. Again, development, production, it's it's we don't know what's gonna happen, but we'll see. I'm I am very curious what's gonna happen. Again, who knows? Happen, it could be scrapped. 
Tollywood after all. Yeah, that's true. Tollywood. Um, speaking of Warner Brothers, actually, this is something that I kind of want to bring up to you guys. I think we're all fans of this movie. So there's been reports, you know, I'm hearing a lot of reports on the show, shows I listen to, people out here, at, you know, through work, whatever, that Aquaman 2 had some really bad test screenings. Like, oh, I've been hearing about that, too, bro. Right? I'm hearing, like, really bad things. Like, Fantastic Four bad. Like, Fantastic Four. Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, I don't believe it. No, I don't believe it. I call bullshit. Ain't no Bro. way. No, honestly. Because, like, I, I really don't think it is. I, I kind of I kind of think it's just, it's just, like, rumors and stuff. Because it's, like, James Wan is directing it again, right? James Wan's directing it. The original writers are coming back. You know, Peter Safran, who's now one of the heads of DC Studios, is over is, is overseeing this movie since day one before we got the job as a DC studio head. Hmm. I yeah, well, go ahead. <laughs> I I feel like because it's all of the same people working on it, it should be fine. But at the same time, like it is kind of weird that we haven't been hearing anything about it or like seeing any like set photos or anything like that. Yeah, there's been nothing. That's a little strange to me, but nothing i don't know maybe they're just like keeping it really really tight under wraps you know what movie oh so aquaman 2 has had a really bad like again reported reported reportedly confirmed but there's been reports that aquaman 2 has had at bad test screening after bad test screening people walking out oh jesus christ man it's 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 a little difficult like i like aquaman He's an intriguing character. I follow the first. I'm a fan of him. Uh, yeah, no, the first one was great. They did it so well, and like, I don't understand why it got so much hate. Like, a lot of people lot still of did not like it. I was like, they I did like really it. well. You know what I mean? Like, with his story and keeping it true, you know, um, and like showing sort of how you know he can still talk underwater, and not making it very fucking awkward. Or anything like that. Um, I'm just wondering what the second story is on. You know what I mean? Like, it has to be something good to keep audience captured. But also, I'll say this. DC is at a very big disadvantage. Because, one, people right now are still diehard Marvel fans that they give no fucks for DC. Yeah. Which is like upsetting because it's just like, oh, like people tell me like, I prefer Marvel as like, oh, I never really liked DC. I'm like, why the fuck would you like Marvel more? No hate to Marvel fans. No hate. So some people think, some people think Marvel is all superheroes too, man. Like I was, it was a few years ago. I was seeing, I saw like Lego Batman and I was, I was telling my sister about it. She's like, oh, you love the Marvel movies. I was like, it's not all superheroes, sis. Sheesh. Yeah. Like here's the thing where it's like, I love DC and people don't fully understand why because with DC I feel like they come at you with more for their characters but these movies have not shown it except for Batman which was really well and a tiny bit of Superman but it's like 
Like, you gotta think of it like this, like, and I'm gonna use Batman as an example, comic book Batman. He has fought against gods, fought with gods, still an atheist. This man works every night. He works out and, like, 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 when it comes to, like, the Flash, Batman, like, and even Superman, and a lot of other DC, like, heroes and stuff, like, they in the comic books they show you why these heroes are human as fuck you know what i mean with the flash it's the death of his mother his father in jail and like just a lot of other shit that goes on batman is ironically death of both his parents and like him as a hero like he's adopted like multiple children and like yeah, yeah they were the robins but like he's you know, Dick Grayson went on to do his own thing. Uh, Jason Todd, he died and then was resurrected. Like, and that one was a heart wrencher because people are like, yeah, he died, whatever. When, when you, you forget that Jason Todd, the great thing about that story is he was kidnapped by the Joker for a very, very, and I mean, very long time right under Bruce uh, right under Batman's nose he was at a abandoned wing of Arkham Asylum and Batman was looking everywhere for him and couldn't find him you know what I mean and and Jason Todd like he went through torture like constant beating you know just just the harassment from the Joker, like it, he, like it was dark, you know. And then here came, and like after that, there was a what's his name, Tim Drake, who's eventually Red Robin, who became also a leader of Teen Titans and all this other stuff. But he came behind Jason Todd thing, so he could never really branch out as Robin because. Batman was, you know, still dealing with the trauma of Jason Todd, and then later on, Damian Wayne, who's who was Batman's son, like, like you know, these things, like they all, they all interact with each other, and they show the human side of this hero. Same with the Flash and Superman. You know, Superman eventually loses his father. And, you know, he has Lois Lane. And Lois Lane has gotten into danger many times. And, you know, and, like, Lex Luthor has tested, you know, Superman. And, like, all these, like, other villains have tested Superman where he... Where it's not... Superman isn't dealing with his humanity like Batman because... Unlike Batman, Superman has to hold back. People forget that Superman has to hold back because he can kill you with just a sigh. That man is powerful. Like, yo, and I just, <laughs> I just want them to show this fucking movie. Like, I want them to show this humanity. But people don't give a fuck. People don't give a fuck about DC because they're just like. Marvel's hilarious. Listen, like I don't give a fuck. Like the the only true movie of Marvels that I ever like got invested in was Spider Man, and that will stay that way forever. Yeah, I just yeah. yeah. To to your point, Nick. I yeah. 
I don't think James Wan has really made a bad movie. Again, there's movies that I haven't been really a fan of of his personally, but I wouldn't call them like bad movies. But yeah, I heard the first report about a few weeks ago from a show I listen to on a podcast I listen to every week. I was and he was and he was this guy was saying like, yeah, well, I heard a source that works for Warner Brothers saying that yeah, he was part of the screening. and said Ooh, it was disappointing. <laughs> but again, we, we're still a year out from this movie. Comes out, you know, Christmas time of 2023. But it does worry me that also too they had production issues too with Amber Heard. Again, I'm gonna politics, whatever. But Oof, Amber Heard yeah. was involved in this movie at one point, and I heard <laughs> that they cut her part out a lot, and then she had a problem with that movie. Like they cut my scenes out, whatever. But then someone said, no, 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 her her part was not big to begin with whatsoever. So the whole drama between that as well. Again, they, they had COVID delays. They have COVID. They had you know production delay, delay and delay. I mean, again, the Flash and Aquaman have been pushed back so many times. Like that, you know, that senior in high school hasn't has graduated high school yet. Like they they're still there, like waiting to graduate, waiting to graduate. Um, um, you know, high school. So I, but again, when I'm, when I'm hearing more reports this week from people listen to either through work or through other podcasts, I'm like, uh oh. Again, these could all be rumors. The movie could be yo know, fucking awesome come December. But I am starting to get concerned now because I'm hearing again. I'm just hearing more. Yeah, you're, you're hearing more reports too, Nick. I mean, do you think we should be worried about this movie when it comes out, or think it's kind of just, it's still too early early to tell? Like it could be bad, it could be good. And what are your thoughts about it? I think right now it's it's still too early to tell because, like I was saying earlier, if it's all of the same people making the movie um, in front of the camera yeah. as well as behind the camera, so that's what makes me feel like you know maybe it's not going to be that bad. But again, like you know, it's a year out. We haven't really been hearing anything except these negative uh, like reports about it, and so like that that makes me a little bit nervous. And um, and to be fair, also like just because it's in the same creative hands also doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to be a hit right, right, like right. the the mask of zorro right that was directed by by martin campbell who did um golden eye and casino royale right. um but he, he also did you know green lantern and the the legend of zorro which was a trash sequel like he did both zorro movies and they were both uh or the the second one was trash yeah whereas the first one was like amazing so like it's like it it would make a lot of sense that because it's the same people working on it, it should be fine. But, you know, sometimes they can drop the ball. And again, it seems like there is still some kind of like non, not nonsense, but like there is some drama, tension or conflict or something like that going on inside of DC, I feel like right now. Like, I don't feel like just because James Gunn came out and said, hey, guys, here's some of chapter one and da, 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 da. I don't think just because he said that, like everything is all fine. Because even like I was finding out some stuff about um, about like Henry Cavill playing Superman again at the end of uh, at the end of Black Adam, and apparently James Gunn had written the Superman script for the new DCU, like yeah, months before Henry Cavill even came through, and then he made the announcement like, "Hey guys, I'm back," and then. It felt like the next day or something. He was like, "Yeah, actually, I'm not going to be back," and so blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's, there's there's some good and there's some bad and there's some kind of like I'm not totally sure what the fuck is going on Dude. here. But with that being <laughs> said, 
It's my bedtime, and All I got right. the I got the milk in the microwave right now. Got to sip on that online a little bit. <laughs> so cookies, you know what I'm saying? Right, Massage my feet, soak my toes, on. and everything. Turn on the nightlight. That's right. That's right. Some, was it? Uh, was that? Was that? Uh, like the rain? The rain noises on your like on like the background noises. <laughs> the white noise. Well, Nick, brother, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for being always great great co-host man we love having you on as one of our co-hosts as always man and thank you for, always so much for being your energy man it really kids can't be can't be matched man so thank you always for being on the show with us we you know on <laughs> the best co-host we could ever ask for man i mean that thank you bro i appreciate it i love being on the show man i look forward to it every thursday seven o'clock you already know yes, sir, baby. you already yes, know sir. i appreciate you <laughs> all right brother till next time man till next time <laughs> till, till next time love I'm you guys you, peace this is Ah, oh, man. Back to, the, to the two of us. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. To the two of us. The two of us. Um, but yeah. I, so, so um, to expand on what Nick said, uh, I think he's right. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. Okay, let me, before I get to that, uh, you guys both said, like, yeah, it's a year out. That's worrisome. That yeah. Out and people are walking out because we don't know how big of changes they have to do. And that means that these fucking the the backstage costume makeup, like like set design and everything might have to do a lot of fucking overtime right. just to get this bitch pushed out by the time they said it would be released, unless they decide we're not going to be able to do it or we got to push it. You know, it really depends on how much changes and how big of changes that they're going to be doing. Uh, two, uh, I, I totally agree with Nick, uh, and I want to expand on that. Like, like, a lot of people are like, alright, James Gunn's coming in, and he's just doing, like, you got to understand that he's changing everything firing people there's gonna be drama and there's gonna that means that that projects that people have been working on got pushed back yeah likely that we haven't heard about that we probably would have heard about this upcoming year or so um and these projects were all just pushed back into the back burner because james gunn was like we're going to be doing this, which, by the way, is a lot. I mean, you have said is a lot of side projects. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of side projects. And, you know, this is something that I brought up a few minutes ago, too, was, um, you know, I think my thing was, yes, it's, it's been a, it's, a, it's a year. But again, this is these are two projects. These two DC projects from Warner Brothers that have been were. This was, this was these were being made before Discovery bought Warner Brothers. Before James Gunn came came in, there were two movies that the old regime yeah, yeah. of Warner Brothers were part of. And remember, I remember seeing, I remember seeing the Batman. I remember me and Z, me and my girlfriend went to a screening of um, to a screening of the Batman. You know, a year ago, and you know, it was, it was early screenings on IMAX. And bef- and this was like early 2022, and before the movie started, right. And this is before Discovery. This is before Discovery kind of came into office of Warner Brothers. Before James Gunn was attached, whatever. And this is after you know this is when Peacemaker was still airing. This was after Suicide Squad. You know his version of Suicide Squad flopped. They had this bro. They had this huge trailer before the trailer before the, Bat- the Batman coming twenty twenty two. 
Aquaman, The Flash, uh, this stuff, this stuff, this stuff, this stuff. Uh, and guess what? Those movies all got pushed a year or almost two years. Uh, and it's like, uh-oh. And you're right. Having a movie in test screenings almost a, almost a year out it is troublesome. It is worrying because I'm like, wow, you're you're out, and you're still again, you're, you're having problems because like will you this movie's been in production for for two years, man. Like the movie was in production since like January 2021. We're really now two years two years away. We're two years into this, and you're still having issues. That to me, to your point exactly, is like it's worrisome because what's going on, what's happening, and you know I. These times you hear screenings, like, oh, these test screenings didn't work, or like, you know, last month they said, oh, Indiana Jones 5 is in trouble, this movie's going to be shitty, da, da, da. and the director, James Mangold, who's done Logan, 3 Sunday Yuma, Ford vs. Ferrari, great movie, said, bullshit, we have not had a test screening yet, that's, that's false, but now what I'm hearing from industry insiders and the shows I listen to, you know, either through work or outside of work, I have been hearing a lot the same narrative now. It's like, yeah, Aquaman two is in trouble, and I'm hoping that's not the case. I want to see this movie. I want to see the movie on IMAX. I want to see IMAX. Again, you saw an IMAX. I'm super jealous about it to this day. You saw this movie in IMAX. I want to see that new one in IMAX. I want to see Momoa, you know, succeed. I want to see James Wan succeed. But hearing this, hearing this more and more, it's like, oh, again, Shazam, dude. We're a week away from Shazam, and there's been like no buzz about Shazam whatsoever. I'm like, no one give a fuck about Shazam because they rushed that shit. Also, dude, who the fuck? No one wants to see him fight three random women. I just, my thing is, yeah, you saw, you saw, you went to a screening of it. I saw it when I was in London. I just felt like there was no, there was no hype around Shazam. It just, it just came, it just came out. It just came out, came out before Endgame, basically. Yeah, no, there was, yeah. th- there was no hype, and also it doesn't help that Ant Man was coming out, so people are like, Ant Man trailer, right. fuck this trailer, right. you know what right. I mean? Uh, you know, dude. I- <laughs> Which, by the way, Ant Man came out before the Shazam, but Shazam was putting out trailers before Ant Man, which is mind blowing. You know? Yeah, dude, Shazam. Yeah, you're right. And I'm, I've I've now been to, but also we're 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 looking at everything I've seen in the trailer is all about the family again, and it's uh, y- y- yeah. No one gives a fuck. Like it was too early. They pulled out their ass too early. You know what I mean? And, and it doesn't seem like he's really struggling. Like, he, it, it's not feeling like he's earning this power, which, by the way, a child that turns into an adult keeps his secret for a very long time before the whole Shazam family came together is a real big, good story. And they could have waited, and they didn't. I think again, you saw it a month before I did. I'm jealous. And you went to the Q and A with Zach Levi, which was really cool too. Um, I just I remember, I remember you, I remember you. You know, I, remember, I was in London. You called me. You're like, I liked it. And I remember you saying like, I liked it, but I have a big problem with the, the ending. I said, uh oh. And you're like, you'll you'll see it when you you'll know when you see it. I'm like, All right. and I remember seeing. It. I called you afterward. I'm like, yeah, you're right. The ending just felt kind of like rushed it's really rushed like oh like because you had this really good intriguing first you know first half and the first two acts 
and then Act Three just kind of felt like you're right, Shazam Family. It, it didn't feel earned. It didn't feel earned, and it didn't feel like okay, this makes sense. You know, I both said it. it is could it could have been waited for the sequel or sequel down the line, not right away. And you're right. This I I've now been in a few movies the past month, whether Ant Man or Creed Three, and when the trailers put in. I'm in, I'm in these packed. I'm in these really packed um, um, these uh, audiences, right? I I love Zach Levi, but when I do when being, being in these audiences, when the jokes are when the jokes hit when the jokes are said, no one's laughing. Like no one's laughing. You you can uh-huh. hear a pin drop. Like, there's no one laughing. No one's no one's chuckling. I remember being at Ant Man opening up with my my family again the entire my family like the entire like audience packed IMAX theater. The jokes are happening in the trailer. I swear, bro, no one's laughing and no one is saying anything. I'm like, uh oh. I think again I created three last week before the movie played for a screening. They had a trailer played before and it was Shazam. And then packed theater, all of us there, no one's laughing. I said, there's no hype for this movie whatsoever. No hype for it. Mm-mm. I get. I love Zach Levi. I love people. The pick has involved, but there's like there is literally no, no hype, no buzz, no. I no one's excited for this movie. I'm gonna see it regardless. But like, there's no one really excited for this movie. And I think to your point too. Back 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 to Aquaman. You're a year away and you're having problems. I know James Gunn will probably re. And also again. The guy producing Shazam is also one of the co-CEOs of DC Studios. He, he produced the movie before Shazam, before he had a job at DC Studios as, as a CEO. So it serves me to a degree that there's no anticipation that, I, that I've been noticing for this movie. Could be great. Could be movie could be awesome. Could be great. Could be, and it might just come and go. Right now, you also you're you're in between. You know, three big movies. You're in between, you know, Shazam comes out next week, next Friday. Uh, you, you have right now. You have Scream this weekend. You had last week was Creed. Guess what? The week after Shazam is John Wick Four. Everyone's looking for John Wick Four. Everyone's talking about John Wick Four. And I think once Shazam comes out, and once John Wick comes out, John Wick's gonna rule the box office for to the next big movie. I just feel like there, it just came out at like a weird time of like, yep, it came out. I just it sucks. So yeah, I, I love Zach Levi. I think he's a very likable dude. I think he's a very I think he's a good Shazam. There's really no, I've seen excitement for this movie. Uh, do, do you feel the same way? Do we lose him? Sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> Sorry, I was in my head. I was listening, but also at the same time, like I, 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 I was in my head. What well, you say? I'm saying, do you feel like there's any excitement for Shazam? Do you feel like this movie's gonna come and go? Because again, John Wick. No, and this after. is why I've been. This is why I've been saying it. DC is at a very huge disadvantage. It's because a lot of people who stuck through all the Marvel movies <clears throat> don't care for superhero movies. And then there's also the ones that just don't give a shit about DC. So it's all about Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Fuck DC because they don't want to take their time and truly learn about the the DC universe. Yeah, I, and you know, Shazam was a movie. Again, I remember when I came out and just like, like, like when I was on a London, came back, you know, to the states. 
and I was talking to people. I came back from my trip, from my semester abroad, and they were saying like, "Yeah, like then she Shazam, no interest." And I said, "Oof!" And you know, Shazam did had you know stellar review, not even huge critic reviews. Everyone was loving it. But I just remember like came coming back from London, and there was no one talking about it. It was like right before Endgame came out too. So you're just like, "Wow!" I feel like this move, <laughs> these two movies have the had the weakness of you know of like coming out at the wrong time uh, where it's just like they're coming out where other movies that people are excited for like i said john wick force coming out the week after that comes out boom everyone's about, talking about john wick you know right now this week is scream five scream five will be really good you know big big box office opening weekend i'm here right now so coming out in between these movies where it's like it's the the weakness of having a that of having a bad timing release, but again, could everything could change once you know James Gunn, you know, starts production, starts doing production on his new shows and movies. But yeah, man, it again, hoping for the best. You know, I wish the team, I wish the Shazam team well. I hope it does, I hope it does good. But you know, I just, I don't know. It's, it doesn't look like it's gonna be, you know, a huge, huge release or a huge, I don't know, expectation as of now. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that you haven't seen yet, that I kind of want to talk to you about, is, again, this is, for our, for our listeners, Joel and I are two of the like, OG, yeah, emphasize the OG, big Ninja Turtles fans. Like, the OG, OG, like, the original cartoons, and the live, the first two live action movies. What do I both know? We did not like those Michael Bay produced live action ones. No diss to the actors involved. It was not. It didn't. It didn't hit us. You know, hardcore fans. So, Joe, which movie? Yeah, uh, reboot the Michael Bay uh, Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, yeah. Those they disfigured them motherfuckers at first. It was like the whole Sonic thing. Yeah, <laughs> I remember those trailers dropped. We were in like school, and you said, "Nope, I'm out." <laughs> I said, "Hey, man, have faith." Have yeah, faith. you're like, <laughs> I was like, they disfigured. Look at these motherfuckers. I was like, look at him. He looks uh, not kind words. That's yeah, why I said I can't say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but not kind words. Yeah, and those uh, came out, and everyone kind of despised those movies. <laughs> dude, those movies are bad. Are you talking about? The, so, anyways, new uh, one. you're talking about the new one that's animated, yes. right? Yes, I haven't seen the. So trailer. this is something that's been announced. I want to say two years ago, it was announced that. Uh, Seth Rogen and Michael and uh, Evan Goldberg, you know, his writing partner and producing partner of like Superbad, Panama Express, you know, the whole thing, point, the Point Grey guys. They announced they're going to do, they're going to produce, and I think write a Ninja Turtle reboot. I said, huh. I said, okay. I like Seth Rogen a lot. I love Evan Goldberg too. I'm like, huh. Are these guys really the right guys to do Ninja Turtles? But that said, you know, the guys who did Spider-Verse are Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who've done the first Lego movie, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and Jump Street movies. I said, okay, those guys know animation, these guys know storytelling, 
okay, cool. And you see interviews with them. These these two guys love Spider-Man and they love Miles Morales. They love like who Spider-Man is. And they did a fantastic job with Spider-Verse. Great job. You and I are both Seth Rogen fans, but we also think that they only had one movie with with animation, and that is Sausage Party. And you and I... <laughs> so, I think we can... Just keep I think going. we can... I'm laughing because like, I told the story when you guys saw the screening for Sausage Party before I did, and you come out of the screen and text me, you go, I'm scarred for life now. <laughs> I was so eager to hear what you guys said about it, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm pretty scarred for life." <laughs> I said, "Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued." I, I was, I was like, my first week, I was moving to college that week. You, you and TJ saw, I think Sebastian saw it with you guys too, and I was just like, "Okay, I'm intrigued, Max." Yeah, I remember seeing it the first movie I saw with like a bunch of people in my my dorm the first week of college. Barely knew these people, all new people to me. We had a huge dorm field trip to a uh, sausage party. And I was like, wow, what an experience. But the ending is still, this day, it's like, wow, they, they for sure took it there. I, just, I still laughed when you, when you texted me. You were like, oh, man, the ending just scarred me. These, Seth Rogen has, has a very good background in comedy, dealing with ensemble pieces, dealing with, like, different kinds of comedy, whether it's Neighbors or This is the End or Super Bad or, you know, Long Shot um, or the show Pam and Tommy. He has different realms of comedy. So when I heard, okay, so him and his team are going to do a Ninja Turtle reboot, but catches it's going to be animated. I said, okay, like this new animation from Nickelodeon, which kind of like to me just did not is it not throws like not the turtles that you and I grew up watching whatsoever, like whatsoever. I was like, all right, well, it's also been you know about six years removed from the Michael Bay ones. Uh, do we need another one right now? So we'll we'll, we'll see. The cat again. So the trailer basically get, get a trailer is they're make they're teenagers actually this time. They're not they're not being played by you know 30, 40 year old dudes you know or you know older than that or like you know middle aged men. They're actually teenagers and for the most part the four the four kids playing you know Donnie, Leo, Mikey, and Raph, um, all unknowns. However, one of the kids from Good Boys the movie that I, I love a lot. Is playing Raph. I said, "Oh, interesting." But again, it's it's the style of almost like Spider Verse. Almost, it's kind of like that animation. It's that style it looks a little bit more claymation to a degree, but it is the very same kind of style of like Spider Verse and the recent Puss in Boots movie. I'm like, huh? The very quick minute and a half trailer. You should watch it after this. It's because it's you know they use a Tribe Called Quest song for the music. Um, and they're definitely teenagers this time. They're, 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 it's, they, they definitely made them the actual age. It has a great cast. It has, dude, Jackie Chan is playing, uh, Master Splinter. Believe it or not. <laughs> um, yeah, Jackie Chan is playing Master Splinter. And, uh, I'm, I have the cast list right here. I'm going to see. Uh, but, but Seth Rogen, right? And John Cena are playing Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> um, honestly, at this point, I'm too exhausted to honestly give a fuck. <laughs> okay, we'll see what happens. I'm gonna just 
wait till I see the trailer. I'm not saying anything. Um, I think it's a good idea for them to do teenagers who have who are coming up and try to get out of their training. Yeah, it's so I think it's good uh, to have young teenage mutant turtles that fuck up a lot. <laughs> it, it's definitely, they're definitely the they're definitely the right age of you know from like actual teenagers. So I'll definitely give them I'll definitely give them that because it's yeah. I mean, in the past we've seen them they're being played by again grown ass men or like you know people in the thirties. Um, but um, yeah, again, we'll see. Again, it could be really good. I really don't have again. I have no. I have like little to no expectations really, but. It could be great. No, I do think Seth Rogen has been really kind of just. I think yeah, I think he has track record kind of shows that he can do really good. You know, original creative movie. So it could be great, or it could be. You know, we'll see. But you know, it's like I feel like a lot of people every six years or so try to try to reboot Ninja Turtles, and it just either it works or it flops or it doesn't really do anything. So it's I. The trailer for sure is worth checking out. The animation looks pretty interesting. Again, great cast. Ice Cube's in it. John Cena, um, Rose Byrne, uh, the girl from the show The Bear, she's playing April O'Neil. Um, so yeah, it, there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of star power behind this too. And I, I do, and I do like the four again: Raph, Leo, Mikey, and Donnie, all played by like newcomer, newcomer actors that uh, we don't have. Timothy Chalamet playing, you know, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio, or I don't know, like. Another big, another big, you know, like people that someone in their twenties or late teens playing uh, the characters. So I'm very interested. I'm very intrigued by it, but I have no, I have really, no, I have no set. Could be good, could be bad. Of the summer, so we'll see. We shall see. Yes, we shall. Um, we shall see. Yeah. Was. You know, what I did see actually finally with my bro with my, with my brother. I finally saw a cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Honestly, you know what? I so I did a quick review at, at a theater review, review with Fletch on, on our TikTok page. It's funny because you know, um, it's it's a very good premise. Some of the humor really works, mm-hmm. and some of the humor feels mm-hmm. very flat. Like it feels, it, oh, it, it was, there was no one laughing. Like, the time when I was laughing my ass off, there was times when there was no one laughing in the pack theater, and I was like, <laughs> uh oh. And you know what? Like I said, also good, also good seeing Ray Liotta one last time. I think you can tell he's having fun with, fun with this movie, given the you know material, given like you know the nature of the movie whatsoever. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, forget for our listeners, if you don't know Cocaine Bear, so Cocaine Bear is based on a true story about this drug runner who threw a bunch of uh, cocaine out of a plane. I believe it's somewhere in Tennessee or somewhere in Georgia. And a black bear got into it one day and took it, ate it, and died. So, again, real life, no one got hurt. No one got, like, you know, you know killed or attacked. But the movie kind of says, what if this bear took cocaine and really... Just like went on a fucking like frenzy, <laughs> went on a fucking rampage. Went on a rampage, so like it made him go. So he's attacking everybody. Crazy. I mean, it's, 
what crazy. Um, okay. And again, good premise. And you know, so again, my pros of that, yeah, my, my quick review of this movie was the direction from Elizabeth Banks was very was very impressive. I think she managed both horror and comedy very well. With that said, I feel like she definitely managed mm-hmm. more of the horror than the comedy. Like, the comedy was kind of lacking midway through the movie. You're like, oh, it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's not that funny anymore. There's no jokes were kind of already, already happening. Um, yeah. she, she, for sure, managed the horror aspect very, very well. How gory it was, how violent it was. <sighs> she did, I think she did, did, good, did a good job managing both, but I think she managed the horror a bit better than the comedy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very quick, mm-hmm. you know, hour, hour and a half. You know, you're in, you're in and out of there. The problem I had, this, the major problem I had with the movie was there's two storylines happening. Storyline of like Ray Liotta's drug crew going to the forest to like uh, retrieve the retrieve the drugs, bring them back. And that's with you know Ice Cube's son mm-hmm. and the guy who played Han Solo, Alden Ehrenreich. They're sent to go get the drugs back. However, like the there's, there's a cop on the case as well who is going to the same forest. Like I follow the trail of the drugs and stuff like that, uh, because it it's all linked back to like the drug runner, uh, and so whatever. And then there's old storyline with a mom and her daughter and her daughter's best friend. They ditch school to like you know go hiking in the forest. Which to be honest with you, know, we we were kids. We did we did school. We just either stayed home or, or went to the movies or went to the pool. <laughs> we didn't hiking or you know anything anything too active. <laughs> this is back in the past. Back in the back in the eighties. Right, before 80s. we were kids. Back in the eighties. Um. So we. <laughs> so that, that storyline. <laughs> Terry Russell plays the mom, and her acting is very good. To be honest with you, dude, her story her storyline really bored me. I was like, okay, I kind of want to get, I was more intrigued by the storyline between uh, Ice Cube's son and Alden Ehrenreich and Ray Liotta's crew. That story made me very intrigued. Like, cool. Whenever they went back to their storyline, I was like, all right, cool. We're, we're back with these guys. Because whenever it cut back to the mom and the mom and the daughter's friend looking for the daughter, it just felt very, like, generic. The writing wasn't that funny. And I felt kind of just like, like, oh my gosh, like, get, on, get on with that. I didn't feel, like, intrigued by them whatsoever. So, if the movie focused on, <coughs> excuse me, the movie focused on more of like, oh yeah, like Ray Liotta's crew, getting the drugs back, I would have been like, cool, right? I'm into this. Let's go. Whenever it cut back, also the movie's only an hour and a half. So whenever, whenever it cut back to the mom, the mom storyline, I was just like, yeah, I just don't care. I just, I just didn't get no diss to the actors. I just, I just didn't really care. Um, and then it, it, you know, it take it, then there's a crazy hot, there's a crazy hospital uh, ambulance scene. It's really you're like, oh my god, this is this is this is insane, and it's definitely the big highlight of the movie for sure. Um, and when I, whenever the bear is on, the, and again, to be fair, the bear looked pretty fake for a CGI bear, but it, again, it's a relatively low budget movie, um, but it still it still works. Funny part of the movie though is you know Fletcher, my brother, who you know loves going to the movies too. He's a big sleeper in the movies. When the movie starts, he's knocked out. He has his big bag of popcorn. And he's knocked out like the first five minutes, even before the trailer. Sometimes he's knocked out. Not a big guy. Yeah, except for musicals and a few movies here and there, I'll stay awake for. But you know, those, you know, fancy, you know, those comfy recliner seats. This boy is knocked out. Like he is KO'd for the entire movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there is a movie I want to talk about because we're getting to the two-hour mark right yeah. now. Um, 
Sorry for, for interrupting you. There's still a lot of people that haven't seen the movie, so I don't want to get too no. into it. Um, um, but, yeah, but, I don't yeah. mind because I don't care. You know what I mean? Um, but there's people out there that I know personally that would want to see the movie. Oh, yeah, no, so, uh, sorry. Good. I, I was going to say one thing of like, uh, no, that's not spoiled, but like the butcher's not getting out of big sleep. Yeah, he's kind of a sleeper in the movie. So there's, uh, and you know, the entire time he got jumped by the bears, he got, he got scared by the bears in the movie. And Fletcher, Fletcher goes, Oh my God, I'm so scared. And then he goes, I love this movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, you went from being scared so... to loving this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, cocaine bear is theaters now. It's it's worth seeing in theaters. I gave it a six point five seven out of ten. It's fun, but like anything special or groundbreaking. But I found with it. That's my quick review of the movie. But go ahead, my friend. What do you want to talk about? Uh, speaking of Fletch, um, there's a new movie, and trailers have been out, and. It reminded me of an old movie that me and you love very dear. And again, this has to sort of do with Fletch. Not Fletch directly, but... Uh, okay, so for the audience that don't know, Fletch, Doug's old brother, has uh, Down Syndrome. Yeah, he's, uh, but he's a brilliant kid. Uh, super smart. Witty as shit. Anyways... There is an old movie uh, Johnny Knoxville did with a bunch of special needs uh, actors uh, where he, he was at the Special Olympics yeah, right? was, or something like called that. called The Ringer, yeah. He did this. Yeah, it's called The Ringer. He did the Special Olympics with them. He pretended to be special needs. Uh, and so he was taking part of it. There's a new movie called, I believe, Champions, where the actor isn't pretending to be special needs. He is a coach for special needs sports players. I think ba- basketball players. And uh, it just reminded me of that. And me and you love Johnny Knoxville's movie. And so I, I saw this trailer and I like I was like, oh, dude, nostalgia. <laughs> I was like, man, this looks good. It looks funny. I was like, I have to tell Doug. You know what I mean? Because it's like, that is something big. You know? And so it's intriguing. And it looks good as fuck. I, I like it. I forget who's a, who is the big actor playing the coach. But uh, it looks good. It just gives me uh, the, the ringer vibes. So, yeah, yeah. Woody, it's Woody Harrelson and Ernie Hudson, who was you know, the, the ghost. Right, Woody Harrelson. Ernie Harrelson, man. Mm. Ernie Harrelson, one of the best actors ever, man. Well, yeah. Great dude. Great comedic actor. Great, 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 great actor in general, man. He's a great actor, great actor whatsoever. Uh, directed by Bobby Farley, one of the Farley brothers. You know, the Farley brothers have done Dumb and Dumber and uh, Shallow How and Fever Pitch and something about Mary, Me, Myself, and Irene. Again, uh, just again, really, yeah, really funny directors. So, um, yeah, dude, I, I thought too, the trailers look really funny. My, I remember saw the trailer with my parents few, recently, and we were laughing about it. But I love what he, I love what he helps for doing this, man. It's like you can tell he's having a fun time with this movie too. He doesn't feel like, oh, I'm doing this for the paycheck. He seems like he's having a good time. He's enjoying himself too. Um, hope it does well. 
hope it does well. I hope it does, I hope it does really well. I love seeing a movie a cast full of kids with you know, special needs, especially Down syndrome. You know, I'm very close to me, as Joel said. My brother's Down syndrome, so um, I hope it delivers. It looks funny. And you're right. The Ringer's a very funny movie, too. Very funny movie. Um, I, and for those of you who are listening, they get very offended easily, and you're upset because Giant Nashville is acting special needs. Fuck off. It's a funny, really good movie. Watch it. Don't get offended by it. Just enjoy it. Because the special needs actors are fully aware of what they're doing. They had a really great time doing the movie, and Johnny Knoxville stayed in touch with them and is good friends with them. And that movie is phenomenal for the special needs community. So fucking fuck off. <laughs> I think yeah, I I do love I, I again someone again as again uh, my brother was special needs a Down syndrome. I I love I love when he's again. This is why representation representation in movies really matter, man. And you know when people get to see themselves on the big screen, it just it goes a lo- it goes a long way, and it kind of shows like yeah, you know people. People can see themselves in these characters and these big these big budget movies. I'm talking about like the low budget stuff. These big budget movies, are like hey, it goes a long way because it's kind of like I said, it's it's seeing yourself on a big screen, seeing yourself in a big movie. Like wow, that could be me. Well, I could be I could do that one day, and it's very inspiring. Also, it's very like and it's very reassuring to someone. It's like wow, like yeah, I, I'm be, I, I feel like I'm being seen. I feel like I, I see myself now, and I think it's why we hope, I, hope, I hope we see more movies with people. Again, yeah, I said representation matters. It's seeing yourself in a big, big movie or a big TV show goes a long way. So again, I'm hoping Champions as well. I, I had a screening for it a few weeks ago. I wanted to go to, but I couldn't go to. I had, a, I had an event to go to, but um, I was bummed that I missed it because I wanted to go see that with my brother. But I took it out in theaters. Hopefully this week, or if not next week. Again, I want to support that movie. I want to support Woody Harrelson. I had, hope it's good. I had screen. I had tickets for it uh, this Wednesday. Oh, you did. Actually, yeah, but it was back in Chicago. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, no one has a car, and no one goes to screening. I know. So you can't tell my mom about this. So <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I didn't. So I was like, shit, whatever. Oh, I um, too. <laughs> I, I missed mine too. Um. Yeah. No, I was. I was bummed. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, 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 I hope it does well, man. I hope it does well. Again, yeah, kudos to Woody Harrelson. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I say, props to the whole team at Focus Features and Universal for doing this because you know, taking a, taking a risk on this movie is a bit of a gamble. But I feel like they're very proud of this movie, especially nowadays. Especially nowadays too. And Fletcher Fletcher's an actor himself, and knowing you know, Fletcher's you know actor. He likes he likes to like and any acting chance he has he's gonna take it because he loves he loves to act so much so I uh, hope it delivers and I hope it like I hope uh, people go out and see it also again it's original I love seeing original movies I love seeing ensemble pieces like this so uh, yeah champions should be in theaters I think tonight actually so this weekend so hope people go out hope people go out and see it too yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the feedback on that movie so like I said looking forward to it um. Yeah, man. We see a two-hour mark. You want to do our one-on-ones for the week? 
Yes, uh, and for the people that are chiming in, uh, that have not listened to our other episodes and just picked a random episode to listen to, um, one-on-ones is when, uh, at the end of the podcast, me and Doug, um, or our guest, <laughs> me and Doug, and our guest, it when we have them, usually it's me and Doug at the end of it. The end of the show. <laughs> we're, we're the anchors. Um, yeah, the yeah, you know, we're holding it together. Yeah, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's at at the end of the podcast where me and Doug will uh, both recommend one show and one movie that we have either seen recently and think that you should probably see it or at least put it on your watch list. Or it's a classic movie that we feel might be underrated and not have gotten the attention it deserved. And again, at least put it on your watch list. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's the one-on-ones. Uh, do you want to go? Oh, go ahead. Go, my friend. Follow me. The honor's all yours. Okay. Um, the show that I will be recommending, but it's super popular, has an Emmy, you know, Jason, Jason Sudeikis is, you know, getting uh, uh, the best <laughs> role for it, whatever, blah, 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 um, is Ted Lasso on a, uh, Apple TV. I recently got that. Thank, thank you, family. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, Ted Lasso. It's an intriguing show. And, like, man, that shows Jason... Jason's like he's so good with these characters that he makes, and he is just like it's such a good written show in the UK, you know, with with just such good comedy and just sort of like man, like and Jason Sudeikis' character just gives you just makes you warm inside, and but you know it's a lighthearted comedy show and stuff like that, but they do go over some pretty interesting tough topics mm. you know uh later on in seasons i'm fully caught up i i'm uh season two is coming out in like five six days yep. <laughs> i mean three season three Sweet. is coming out in, in yeah, next week next week next week on the 15th yes sir so it's really good and you've probably seen some clips from it especially there's two clips which is one jason sadek is dancing around a bunch of foot, uh, football players <laughs> american football players <laughs> and then and then uh right but let me explain this before if, if People don't know what this show is. So Jason Sudeikis plays uh, Ted Lasso, uh, an American coach who's done American football. And he's coming to the UK because he got hired. God damn. <laughs> Z. <laughs> uh, um, man, quiet on the set. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't talk shit. Mine's worse. My house is worse. <laughs> Come on, set. Uh, so, uh, so you know, um, 
he he gets hired by the UK for uh, an under. Let's see, an under. What's the word? An underdog team. I guess underdog underachieving. You know, underachieving team uh, that was recently taken by the original owner's ex-wife after a divorce. And so Jason Sudeikis' character tells us, and he is very much so like, we're not going to quit. We're going to do this. We're going to change things around. Not knowing that the the new owner, who is the ex-wife, God, she is fucking beautiful. Oh my God, dude. Every episode <laughs> I see her in it. God, it's a fucking... Mm, I love older, tall women <laughs> with long legs. Anyways... <laughs> my family might be listening to this. <laughs> no, it's my type now. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> surprise. I like. No, they've always known I like it. I have older sisters, and I've, I've had things for like their friends or girls in their grades ever since I was younger. I still do. I love older women. Anyways, uh. Back to what I was saying, the ex-wife, uh, the very, very beautiful ex-wife who is new, wants Ted Lasso to fail because he knows nothing about football, um, soccer. Um, to all the Americans out there, which is majority of our listeners, <laughs> soccer. And so he, uh, so she thinks like bringing him in who knows nothing is going to fail and it's just really this really great adventure and such a great loving character that uh, expands to other characters and you just love those characters except one of the motherfuckers you understand <laughs> who late in the show fuck that dude can't wait for season 3 fucking bitch anyways <laughs> so Ted Lasso Apple TV uh, and movie. I don't have a movie actually really? this, this week, uh, so I'm gonna recommend another show. Yeah, I don't have a movie. I haven't been watching movies. I've been watching shows. Uh, Apple TV again because I recently just got it. Uh, was it? Uh, for all humankind on <clears throat> Apple TV is a space TV show where history, the the space race back in the past is played out differently. The first man on the moon is actually Russian. And so this makes the space race continue, actually. And so the first season is about just America getting up there the territory and like different other stuff and eventually you know I'm on season 2 and the the episodes are long they're a little over an hour long each but they're really good with big actors and it's like these actors are really like not super big but you know of these actors especially one who's playing uh, one of the astronauts uh, he's in a very beloved movie that Doug loves so much, which is Suicide Squad. Both of them. Uh, 
Yes. Uh, I forget his name. He he's played the one that was with. Uh, with. Uh, yeah, uh, jo- um, uh, Joel Kidman. Joel Kidman. Yes. Yes, Joel Kidman, who is just his he his acting like you guys have seen nothing yet. Watch this fucking show because this show is. Oh man, he brings it out in this. It's amazing. I've cried a few times, not intentionally, just tears rolling down. Like it's a really good show that shows different, like has a wide variety of characters and gives them like good backgrounds and like good character development, and they're like connected, but at the same time not. And and it's an interesting to see how people would view like if the space race continued how they would how it would play out with with also politics involved a little bit nothing like nothing like uh like you know like oh democrats fucking ignore that shit don't be like i vote for this person like a lot of these old presidents were shit nixon quite a few others anyways don't focus too much on that but just shows the politics within how with within nasa and like the space race and tackling interesting topics slowly by the way slowly tackling these interesting topics such as uh equal rights for women uh how it would play out to be part of the LGBTQ community in the past and be an astronaut and hide that uh, being being black, um, you know, just a lot of different things. So uh, it's interesting, really good. Has amazing, amazing, amazing cast. Again, I'm only on season two. Season three is next you know it's really good show i highly recommend so definitely check that out nice yeah i i I love ted i love i love ted lasso i uh (laughs) i remember i remember watching yes you recommended it to me yeah dude i remember watching i remember watching that in like maybe the middle of lockdown i saw a trailer for the show and i was like i like sadekis but this this looks kind of corny and kind of cheesy and people out here, you know, during, you know, during, again, it's all during lockdown, during like podcasts and interviews. The, the show called Tell Us was amazing. You got to watch it. And I said, all right. And I remember I was talking to someone. I think it was either someone I went to school with, I went to college with. And he goes, hey, you seen Tell Us yet? I said, no. He goes, bro, you got to watch the show. It's amazing. Said, all right, I'll give it a chance. Oh my God. I was, I was hooked. I said, oh, again, I, this is when I was unemployed. I couldn't find a job. I was watching, I was watching literally anything, anything and everything. And I was like, oh my god, the show is fucking amazing. I love the show so much. And I remember, I remember pitching it to my parents. My parents were like, what? Sadekis? You know, he's he's doing a fake accent. I'm like, it's the guy who made Scrubs. A guy made Scrubs. And then he also created, co-created the show with Sadekis. And the guy who plays Coach Beard. And I said, a chance. My parents go, oh, we, don't, we don't know. Oh, it's Coach Beard that made no, Scrubs? No, uh, Bill Lawrence. Uh, he was not an actor. Uh, cr- created Scrubs. Um... Bill, oh, okay. Bill, Bill Lawrence, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bill, Bill Lawrence did, <laughs> excuse me, he created Scrubs and a bunch of other shows too. And it, funny enough, Bill Lawrence actually created my show of the week, believe it or not. Uh, 
the sh- my so my show my show anyway anyway yeah so tell I so my parents love that show now too they're hooked it's 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 very positive very heartwarming it, it's 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 also for a TVMA show it's a lot of swearing but there's so much heart to it too which you kind of root for these root for this team you root for the root for the you know AFC Richmond you root for and you gotta remember that it, it's it's based <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the UK and they have a lot, lot of cursing. <laughs> like cursing is very normal. <laughs> Like yep. thing, which makes me like, if I had a kid, I would teach them how to curse in a pretty normal way because I curse <laughs> a lot too. You guys don't hear it. like you guys think I curse a lot on here. Like, it, it, <laughs> likewise, <laughs> like what? No, I, so so do I. So do I. Ever being in London, whenever I walked to the pubs or wherever I went to, it was f that, f this, f that, or the c word. I'm like, oh my god. Good morning. Good morning to you too. I was just trying to get some bagels, trying to get some like no coffee, um, right? Like, uh, like Robert De Niro said in that, like using the word "fuck" can can express so many different emotions. Yeah, uh, no, no, literally, <laughs> literally, literally, dude, it's 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 accurate. Um, so okay, so my yeah, so my show of the week actually is from one of the same creators of Ted Lasso, um, also on Apple TV Plus. Honestly, we're giving a lot of free press to Apple TV Plus. So Apple TV, if you're listening to us, give us some uh, sponsorship. For real, just putting it out there. Man, we've been <laughs> Apple, you know, users. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we've been having back to back to back MacBooks, all that <laughs> shit. What's up? <laughs> so yeah, d- d- just saying. Um, so my show of the week actually uh, is uh, shrinking on Apple TV Plus. Uh, oh, I've been wanting. But it's man, so uh, for the show all ma- for all mankind, I've been like, I'm gonna watch it. After. If you, but it looks really. If you good. love Ted Lasso, you love Scrubs, you like really good at writing. Um, this show's called Shrinking, and the premise is the st- three main stars are it's Jason Segel, Harrison Ford doing a TV actually, and oh my gosh, her name is saving me. She, I love her. She's so great. Um, what is her name? She was in a show called Intergalactic. Jessica Williams was in a show, a movie called Intergalactic on Netflix that I love. Kid Cudi, my all-time favorite artist. Um, and it's about the premise is what if the, the, it's about about therapists? And one day, Jason Segel plays this therapist. You know, he's grieving after a loss of his wife, and he goes, "What? What if one day he tells his patients how he really feels?" Like, what if one day, again, one day he ignores all his training, all his therapist ethics, and he starts, t- he starts telling his client, he's telling them, you know, his clients, uh, my client, he's telling his patients, he goes, he starts telling them how he really feels, what they should really do. None of this, like, you know, you, in my opinion, it's like, no, do this. It's awful. He goes unfiltered. He tells them how, he tells them how it is. No bullshit whatsoever. And it's so funny. And Bill Lawrence created it with Jason Siegel, who I just, I love Jason Siegel so much. Also, the, uh, the actor who plays Roy Kent, Brett Goldstein, also created the show with them as well. You have um, Roy, the guy who plays Roy Kent, Lawrence, creator of Scrubs, and Ted Lasso, with Jason Siegel creating it as well. It's just a very... It has, so, it has so much layers to the show. Kind of like Ted Lasso, there's so much layers to it. It's funny. There's, dr- there's dramatic parts to it. There's, you know, a lot of like, there's a lot of like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know, there's so much, so much going on into it. But it's really funny. It has great dramatic scenes. Harrison Ford is fucking awesome in this. 
Harrison Ford is such a good actor, and I love seeing him in like kind of like more grounded stuff. Not seeing him as Han Solo or Rick Deckard in Blade Runner or you know Indiana Jones. Listen, I love all those movies so much too. But seeing him in a kind of, kind of like a everyday man kind of role, it's so refreshing. And he has some of the funniest one-liners that crack me up, dude. It's so funny. Um, and Jessica Williams is really fun in this show too. But there's again, there's so there's so much to the show, and it's, you go each episode is it goes more and more in depth of like you know, fight, it's about like you know, kind of like kind of like bouncing back. It's like all about like hey, finding who you are again, even though you know it's like finding who you are, finding your happiness, even though life life isn't happy all the time. It's you know life throws you a lot of bunch of bunch of shit a lot, and it sucks. How do you how do you deal with that? How do you deal with loss? How do you deal with patients that don't listen to you? How do you deal with you know? obnoxious friends at work or friends outside of work it's such a good show the writing is fantastic and it's so funny too and honestly one of the funniest i've ever seen in a, in a long time um it's no ted lasso but i would put up there how good it is of a show and i love it so again shrinking apple tv jason siegel jessica williams uh, and harrison ford it is fantastic i love this show so much um, and for movie, you know, I've been thinking about, I've, I've, been, I've been watching a lot of movies recently. I did, I did the whole stream, me and Z did a whole stream marathon the other day in preparation for the new stream this weekend. You know, I watched a bunch of movies recently, but, but there's one movie that I kind of been thinking about a lot recently, and a very underrated movie that you and I saw back in high school that I think no one else has seen but us, believe it or not. Um, it's a movie called Project Almanac. You remember this movie? Oh, you remember this movie? You're gonna have to remind so, remember, me. It sounds those familiar. high school kids who invented time travel. Oh wait, is it the? Bl- uh... wait, 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 wait. There's two of them. I'm thinking about. The, we're talking about the three white kids. The right? white kids, and then and then like remember like it's the it's, like, it's the two white kids and the Asian and their Asian friend, and uh, they. Remember, remember, their dad was working. When the, the main guy's dad was working on something, and, he, and they're all the super smart kids. His dad's work. His dad. I don't spoil too much on it, but his dad working on this super secret project, and they find out that his dad was trying to crack time travel. These high school, these three high school friends, and one of their little sisters, as well as uh, a girl from their class that they weren't really cool with, but like the one guy has a crush on her, or whatever, and they they crack time travel. And these guys, it's, it's all found footage. Um, and they they crack time travel, and they're like, "Wow, we can do anything!" But you know how obnoxious teenagers are. We all were teenagers at one point. How like you know there's like they they were we're just trying to like you know meet girls, get be popular. You know they're they're seniors in high school. They want to like you know rule the world. And but again, they're so obnoxious that like they don't know how to they don't know how to use time travel correctly. So the more they the more they go with it, the more shit they you know the more you know the butterfly effect. You change one thing. More things change too, and they're just so like they're not, they just don't know how to they don't know how to control it. And the more they do it, the more shit gets bad. The more things they lose, the more things that you know happen to their families. And you know what? It's a very underrated movie. I feel like it came out, came out. No one saw it. I mean, you and I saw it because we see everything back in the day. And it's a very, it's a very good, it's a very True. good premise, and it's a very good low budget kind of. Again, this was like same eras, like you know, Chronicle and Project X and then those found footage movies. I'm a sucker for time travel. I mean, my favorite movie is Back to the Future. Um, I love sucker for time travel stuff, and I think this movie is very underrated. And it came out, went, no one saw it, no one saw it. But if you can find it, I think it's on Pluto TV, which is a Paramount company. 
he rents it as well on Apple TV and Prime, all those all those things too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Project Almanac. It's a very if you're a time travel nerd like I am, or you appreciate time travel movies, it's very original, very low budget, but it looks pretty well good for a low budget movie. Um, so yeah, it's a fun movie, great again, great premise, and has a lot of like a lot of fun. And it, it came and went, very unappreciated, but. Yeah, I really like the movie a lot, and I I, I rewatched it recently. And I, when I was working, and I was like, wow, "This movie's really, this movie's really good." And I feel like it, it didn't get out a lot of love when, when we saw it in theaters. I think it came out twenty fifteen. I want to say, yeah, almost, yeah, about ooh, yeah, about eight years ago. So, you know, I I really I really do like uh, the movie a lot. So my pick for this week, my show was um, Shrinking on Apple TV Plus. Great show. And my movie of the week is Project Almanac, which came out in 2015. And I think you, rent, you can watch it on Pluto TV or you can try to rent it. But uh, yeah, very two good uh, pieces of media that I, I do love a lot. So, yeah. That was my one of the ones of the week, my friend. Nice. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> why don't you plug yourself? Uh, and then I'll plug myself and we'll just uh, All right. say goodbye. Um, as mentioned, guys, thank you so much for listening. You know, we appreciate it. If you're, if you're, again, you're new to the show, welcome. If, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed this, this week's episode. As always, again, find us on, again, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, all the major audio platforms. Uh, like, subscribe, uh, tell your friends about us, tell your family about us. If you're going, going to the gym or on your commute to work or home, whatever, hope you enjoy the show. Uh, again, as always, too, you can find uh, myself on Instagram uh, at the Young Jones. Um, and you can find the show and our company, Midway Avenue Productions, uh, at, Midway, at Midway, Midway Avenue Productions on Instagram and um, TikTok. I've been, again, as mentioned before, I'm doing a lot more TikTok, trying to do like quick reviews out-of-theater reactions, uh, movie rankings. You know, I have a fun one we posted today, actually, me and my girlfriend's later, we did, like, a kind of, like, a screen marathon. We say, oh, which one's our favorite? Our quick reviews. But, uh, yeah, TikTok, Instagram, at Midway, Midway Avenue Productions. The show is the Genre of Your Life on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. And you can find me, Doug, my personal page, which is at The Young Jones. So thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Um... Don't look for me on Instagram. <laughs> I don't post there. Um, but you can find me on Twitch. It's a streaming service for video games and stuff like that. Um, I've uh, been streaming a lot more recently. Uh, I have a few games like Batman, uh, Atomic Heart, uh, new season of Destiny, which I need to get right <laughs> back into. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, you can go to twitch.tv slash the OG Cuban Rican, uh, and you guys can find me there. Uh, I stream from time to time. And if you guys don't like to watch a video game stream, uh, uh, you know, just share the love for people you do know like it. So yeah, uh, that is, that is it for me. That's all you guys can follow me on. Um, I just want to say thank you for coming back and being a part of this verbal journey through our rambling and opinions and, you know, us just trying to find the right words to uh, voice how we feel about what's been going on in uh, with entertainment industry. Uh, hopefully we have 
made you guys think of just a different way of looking at certain films or stuff like that. Uh, and also, like, maybe even put some stuff on your watch list. <laughs> uh, my name is Joel. That over there, uh, good fella of that is my friend of 20 plus years is Doug uh, and we are so grateful that you guys came uh, and listened and hopefully you can spread the love some more and come back and be a part of this verbal journey again next time thank y'all so much have a good night